it's like trying to win a car race. Should be a good one. And as you're driving, saying, hey, make it run better. Who could have a posse of waifus? Starting off kind of strangely. Slaying the land. Welcome to the show. This is insanity. Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week. This info is pretty shocking. Somebody's got to give an answer to this. This is augmented reality. You are watching my favorite channel. I've not heard of them. The Triple S League. Enjoy, guys. And we are back. Welcome, everybody, to the Augmented Reality Podcast for January 19th, 2022. Hope you're all having a great start to your new year. Hope you're all having a great time out there. Lots to talk about today, but we are back with the Augmented Reality Podcast. Again, our first show in a while, but we're bringing together myself and Subsidian and Moon to discuss all of the latest in-gaming news, have some fun talking about it, and also do some deep dive and analysis, as we typically do. And, of course, there are cats. In the background, I can hear the cats. <laughs> that was Commander. There are always cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us today. And, uh, yeah, we, we've decided to bring this back, uh, at least for the time being. We know we, we've heard your feedback. We've been trying different things over the last little while. We have heard your feedback. And um, and uh, while the, the solo show was doing pretty good it just it was missing a few components to it especially since i started doing it pre-recorded instead of live and um yeah it just uh, was missing the interactions between the team um, plus doing it live we we need the interaction uh you know between us and the chat it's really part of what makes this show what it is and so uh, we're bringing this back for the time being we've got we always have complications with uh cyber moon's work schedules but for the time being we'll be here at this time on uh, on wednesdays so, uh, and, and for some of you, maybe it's Tuesday already. I don't know, but, uh, thank you. Or Tuesday already. Did I say that Thursday yes, already? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, lots to talk about today. So yesterday we, um, we did a long live stream over on the triple S league channel. We, uh, talked to, uh, of course the big news is, is the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft, which the deal has just been announced. It's going to take a long time to finalize and finish that up. Uh, for all of the rubber stamps and red tape to be dealt with. So uh, it's going to be up to 18 months before this thing is finalized. But there's still a lot of, lot to talk about in the meantime, and I think we're it's something we're going to be talking about for a, quite a while. But there's a few big questions on people's minds that we're going to discuss today. Uh, what's going on with Bobby Kotick? Is he in or is he uh, is he out? Uh, he what's is out. the story <clears throat> there? Um is the buyout good for Blizzard employees, and is it going to be good for gamers? Like, what what's the overall fallout from this going to be? Is Microsoft becoming too powerful of a behemoth? Uh, we'll talk about yes. that. And <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about. You're not supposed to be answering yet, Cybe. Um Anyway, yes, as you can see, the Cuphead show where we're going to react to the Cuphead show trailer. That's not going to be any. Uh, that's not going to be any spoilers, Funky. So don't worry about that. Uh, the show's not out yet. First of all. Uh, so we have not seen it. We've seen the trailers. We're just going to touch on that, plus uh, some more NFT insanity. But anyway, Simon Moon, how are you doing today? Good. I mean, it's hey. like, it's a refreshing day because Bobby Kotick is out. And um, we're we're happy about this. I'm happy about this. I, 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 think, this is, I think this is a good thing. Um, I don't think that having a person with that amount of ego and inability to do what's right at the helm 
of anything. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think, no. as I just posted on Twitter, the guy employs almost more ex-CIA and NSA people than almost any other employer in the United States. That's pretty scary when you think about it. Um, I don't think a person like that is is good for that position. I don't think a person like that should have their hands anywhere near video games or video gamers um, <laughs> or developers or anybody, really. You're I mean, get us in trouble posting stuff like that. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Lexa Oldashi, uh, watching from Greece where it is 10 p.m., and has to wake up at five. Well, thank you for being here. Really Aww. appreciate that. And I, I don't recognize your username. So welcome to the show if you're brand new. And by the way, if anyone else is new here, uh, perhaps you just discovered us from our live stream yesterday or, or just came across us for whatever reason, uh, please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, for uh, Here on Triple S Podcast channel, you'll get this show. Plus, you'll get Maximum News on sun on Saturdays with uh, Max, Derrett, and Cybsidian. We also have another channel, the Triple S League. Uh, where you where we have all kinds of other uh, gaming content guides comedy reviews that kind of thing anyway yeah so we weren't sure yes it, it, actually up until very recently here we weren't certain about uh, the the status of Bobby Kotick and all of this uh, kerfluffle I mean a quick recap Microsoft announced it's going to buy Activision Blizzard for uh, close to 70 billion dollars some some outlets are reporting it at seventy five billion. So I, the exact amount, I guess, is a little bit uncertain here. But mm-hmm. at any at any rate, uh, Bobby is going to be remaining the the CEO of Activision Blizzard at least until the acquisition is complete. But sources are now telling the Wall Street Journal uh, multiple company sources. So this is, I mean. It's the, you know, sources say things, so obviously some some level of grain of salt is needs to be taken there, but um, multiple sources apparently are saying that Bobby's going to be stepping down or out or is otherwise not going to be uh, the CEO anymore as of Microsoft completing its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Meanwhile, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has been promoted to uh, CEO of Xbox Gaming, and all of Activision Blizzard is going to uh, report directly to him after the, the acquisition. But the acquisition is not going to be completed until sometime in fiscal year 2023, just because they have to dot all the I's, cross all the T's. Uh, you know, all of the all the government, whatchama, was, who's it's, uh, you need to make sure that it's all legal and everything, so... This is just really, as we discussed yesterday, really interesting timing just because of all of the scandals that... My Activision Blizzard have been embroiled in. We're not going to rehash all of that because we've discussed it ad nauseum. But really, really interesting timing. But something interesting that uh, that has come out today in, um, you know, Bobby and Phil have been doing interviews all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Phil Spencer said that they started t- talking about this. The idea came to them late in the year. So presumably that means... Yes, we. I have info on that too. Okay. Well, I, I'm so curious to hear what you so, have to well, say. So, well, I guess we'll hit these things kind of as we approach them. So it'll okay, be a little yeah. bit, it'll be a little scattered, um, but we're going to try to hit this because there's a there's an enormous number of moving parts and there's an enormous number of of things going on. Um, so the interviews yesterday also confirmed um, indirectly and 
very subtly that Bobby is now looking for a new job. Okay. And we know this because of the number of times he mentioned the metaverse in every interview they did yesterday. It and was how ridiculous. the metaverse and 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 at the in the future of the metaverse and the, the future of the metaverse and the metaverse and the metaverse. He said metaverse, I think in one interview he said it like twenty one times. He was insane like how, how many times he was saying the word metaverse. So so, so he's clearly pitching to become <laughs> become the CEO of some like you know, gaming division under uh, under uh, uh, a one Mister Facebook uh, reptile, but um, <laughs> yeah, that that's that is, well, well, or well, is he an android? I, I can't, I can never tell. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's the that's the thing, right? So the so he again, that's not proof positive. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah but, metaverse is more general than just the Facebook thing. But. Yeah, but it's it is it is something that he is he is touting. Um, I think uh, Phil only said it like maybe once or twice to to Bobby Kotick like twenty or thirty times, um, mm. and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty heavy. Um, where do I fit this in? Oh, oh so um, in him leaving, we already know that he's being forced to shell out his shares at a. Um, not at the top end rate, but at a mid range rate. So he's not getting a 290 some odd billion dollar bonus. He is in fact losing that bonus and he's being forced to sell all of his shares at under the purchase value shelling out. Um, so he's going to make about 300, just over $300 million dollars but he's not getting a cut of the end sale. So this is how we know that he's out out. This this is this is the um the clincher here because he he hasn't been given a a massive golden parachute in the form of like somebody who if they weren't embroiled in the scandal and if they had just sold the company off um at at a great deal, they probably like selling a a uh, selling a 70 billion dollar franchise you would probably walk away. First of all, it would sell for probably about 140 billion, and he would probably walk away with at least 10 percent of that. So he'd be walking away with 14 billion at the very least. That, like, if he was in a perfect position, you know, all powerful on the board, uh, um, negotiated the deal himself. Yeah, he'd be walking away with basically 10 percent, and that would be 100 and or sorry, that'd be 14 billion out of the 140 billion. But that didn't happen. Instead, he's being forced to liquidate his shares at a below market price, netting him only, and this is sad, only the 300 million. So of course he's still rich, but he has definitely lost his entire power over everything. Apparently he didn't want the sale to go through. Um, there are many sources that are now kind of like speaking out of this there's, there's tons of them from the from bloomberg to washington uh the washington journal or um yeah washington journal where basically he's like it's confirmed that that he was trying to find a different buyer he was trying to um hold out he was trying to up the price and basically the board was like no you're you're we're, we're done we're done be glad that you're not being forced to resign in disgrace so he gets a pay cut, but it's not the biggest pay cut that he could have gotten. So, so that that is he's raking in only three hundred million dollars. Yeah, oh but oh, considering geez. considering the the <laughs> fact that if he had been 
as powerful as he was, you know, two years ago, or if he had been as powerful or as powerful as he is as a person who employs some of the mo- some of the largest numbers of ex NSA and, and CIA officers um, in the world, and if he is as well connected as um, one little black book suggests that he is, you would have expected him to walk away with. Well, billions and to be, you know, hailed it as some kind of, you know, next generation thinker. Instead, on the news yesterday, the slimy news, um, you know, these these absolute uh, uh, pathetic people who um, before this all started, there was an interview where, again, if you had hired an investigator to investigate Bobby Kotick and the company and you know, Blizzard Activision, you would have discovered fairly easily that they were being sued massively. And these business corporation news sites didn't do that. Instead, they had this interview with him. This was like four or five days before this news broke. And they were talking to him and he was like, they they were talking to him on a golf course and he was just sitting there, you know, like, oh yes, you know, Blizzard's the greatest company to invest in and, and you should invest in it because our future is looking good. And this was five days. I wish I could find that article because, or that, that interview, it's a live video. It was live done on TV. It was hilarious because of what happened, you know, now a couple, like now a year later, like it's, it's like, it's like your mind is blown. Their stock fell almost 50%. Um, ever they've, they've lost all these massive like movements. They've lost a lot of their core staff. It's been an absolute nightmare. And then they're forced to sell out at 45% above the, um, the, the stock price of it being in its lowest dip. (laughs) So, so that's a good sign. That's like a really good sign. Um, and and yeah, so he's getting the boot. So this this is this is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, he is he is most certainly out uh, because if he wasn't, he wouldn't be talking like this. That he wouldn't have been forced to um, to cash out his shares. He wouldn't be forced to do all this other stuff um, that we now see is is what he's doing. And the and the funniest thing of all of this is is that he's basically from this point forward he's essentially working for free because remember how he took that uh oh i'm gonna take a pay cut down to the the minimum amount a ceo could be paid in california which is still way more money than you know we'll ever see in a year um but yeah that's that's uh, well you know hopefully not but yeah it's 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 like that's you know so he's now being paid like sixty thousand a year to oversee this. Oh, I bet he's. I I I know he's probably furious underneath it all. Like like yes, he's going to be able to put this on his resume, and he's probably going to get a you know a fancy schmoozy CEO job somewhere else. Um, but I think the days of him being a pillar in gaming is done, and I can't be happier. So, yeah, I, I, I have to think that Microsoft knew uh, they seem smart enough to know that if they had kept him on in any capacity that people, the, the, the gaming community in general, like that would have just been a bad move. That would have been bad PR. That would there would have been a lot of backlash for that. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. So one of the big questions that we had yesterday was, did my like did the discussions for this happen before or after all of the scandals broke about Beth- about uh sorry I almost said Bethesda about uh I mean they did buy Bethesda but it was under very mm-hmm. different circumstances 
before all the scandals broke about Activision Blizzard and before the state of California took them to court, et cetera, et cetera. And it's looking now like it was after. So, oh, yeah. 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 So, like, it, it looks like that was fairly, uh, that's fairly certain. Now, based on what Phil Spencer said, when he said late in the year, so even if we assume that that means the second half of the year. Mm. So, that, sources, sorry, sources are quoting this, um, or talking about this, quoting those sources um, that are being reported in mainstream press is that the deal was basically set up in November. Holy. That's when things hit the, um, absolute zenith that's where they were looking at like honestly um again trying to be as like trying to be as forward thing like as as even thinking as i can on this i suspect strongly that that was where everything was kind of hitting the absolute um worst of it and if you were an honest like being as honest as i can i would say that blizzard probably had about four years of intense difficulty ahead of them um and they're they were probably never going to get back up anywhere near a hundred uh stock price they're probably going to um so then the next expansion for wow uh would have been delayed probably one or two more times still probably will be um the overall um lineup of games that they had would have su continued to suffer um they probably would have had to have rebooted um one of their future games so either either uh, um overwatch 2 or diablo they probably would have to had to have put another major delay on that for another year just while they trained staff like to replace the ones that they were hemorrhaging like crazy. Um, yes. Yeah. And their reputational damage would have been absolutely decimated. There's a good chance that they would have had to have doubled down on their. I, again, I don't want to be, I don't want to be insulting, but they're mindless games. You know, the, the, the candy crush. That's not, I'm not saying that you're mindless when you play it. I'm just saying that it's, you know, it's not, it's like, it's, it's toilet bowl. Um, uh, yeah, I think you're digging right? that hole a little deeper. You... Uh, okay, well, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not insulting. It's just, it's, it's not real. It's not a game in the normal sense of the term, right? Like, it's, it's not a, a low game. focus kind of casual game that pretty right. much anybody can pick up. Basically, yes, exactly. It's very that simple. makes that makes them enormous amounts of money for very little, like new content. Like if you didn't add anything new to Candy Crush for a year, you just kept the same events going on and the same content going on and, and just kept on recycling everything. In all honesty, that game would probably run almost indefinitely as far as humans existed. Like 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 legitimately. It probably like oh, sure, there's yeah. a good chance that in a thousand years when people were playing these games in a in a you know, in a deep dive like you know, psychedelic experience in the Andromeda galaxy that somebody would be like, Hey, you should try candy crush. It's really fun. Oh, what's candy. Oh, it's this ancient thing that our ancestors used to eat, but apparently you crushed these candies and, and then you consume them, uh, through a visual medium. <laughs> I'll, try, like, I'll know, try it later. Right now I'm playing Skyrim on my abacus. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so Blizzard so, was in a bad yeah. state. Lots of willingness were, to sell at yeah. this point, I think. Yes. Is, is what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 the board of directors, the stockholders have been absolutely furious. Um, they are, there's 
a group of stockholders that are suing Bobby because he knew about this and he didn't report it to the board. The board like barely defended him. It was like, it was basically like it was an even split again, from what I heard, it was an even split on the board, them wanting to can him, them not wanting to can him. They were kind of at an impasse and I suspect things would have continued to get worse. But when Bobby said, okay, well, you know, this Microsoft guy wants to talk, or maybe it was some of the board members who were approached first, and they're like, well, we're going to bring in Phil, and Phil's going to pitch us on selling to him. And he's going to offer us basically where we were before all this stuff happened, before you started to drop the ball on everything. He's going to pick everything up. We're all going to get a huge cut. Apparently, all of the board members are going to be making way more money than Bobby is on this deal. So... Yeah, I, I think we can say that that yeah, it was it was not it was something that happened quickly. Um, Bobby desperately tried to find different bidders. He he was calling up a whole bunch of people in the industry, wanting to know if they wanted to buy him out. But um, the board voted yes, and he was out. Or I mean, his his control is out now, essentially. Okay. So what about, let's look at this from uh, Microsoft's perspective then for a quick sec. So sometime mm -hmm. around November, they're, uh, they're taking a look at the gaming landscape and they're like, hey, what's that dumpster fire on the horizon? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to bring up this image just because it's more relevant to what we're directly talking about. But like, oh, look at that burning ship on the horizon. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a NIV specialty, if you're familiar with our, uh, our uh, community member Niv on our Discord server and his antics in in uh, that pirate game, uh, Sea of Thieves. So uh, you know, so so this ship is is like everyone's abandoning ship. It's burning. It's gonna sink. Let's buy that shit. Like, why would they do that? Is it because somewhere deep in the cargo hold they I'm know there's a the fireproof? There... Did you say you were pulling up a picture? Oh, just a picture of the uh, Xbox. Xbox uh, Activision Blizzard uh, graphic. Never mind, it's not important. Oh, um, yeah. I had the Bobby Kotick article up, and it okay, just wasn't gotcha. any. So, uh, anyway, is it because they knew that in the cargo hold of this burning ship was a fireproof box that contained all of these IPs uh, that they could take and turn into a gold mine if they do something good with it? Is that? Do you think that was what Microsoft was thinking? Like, yeah, that this is a dumpster fire we're going to turn it around or this is the time um, to buy because we can get blizzard for a lot cheaper than we other kind of I, otherwise would i think it i think it was it was this is the time to buy yeah because something that i discounted yesterday is the fact that they were buying at such a high price range but i had it had slipped my mind that technically speaking if the stock price was at you know if it had bounced up to 90 they would have had to buy it out at like 150 percent or sorry, at 150. They would have had to have bought it out for way more than what it was. So actually, this was quite a steal. Like, logistically speaking, this was a really good deal for Microsoft. Like, a really, really good deal. Right. So, yeah, I, I think they went after, I think they went after this because it was cheap, because it increases their overall thing. Um, if they can, if they can have Diablo come out and have it do really, really well, and have it be, you know, much polished and increase, like, you know, the technology in it, offer, like, more stuff, then I think that, realistically, that that's a, a huge competitor for um, Amazon's uh, Lost Ark here that's coming out in just a few days, um, which apparently is amazing. 
Uh, I keep hearing this from people. It, it's really good. So, all right. So if it's really good, then, you know, then Microsoft is going to, Xbox is going to want to offer something that counters that at some point in the future. And Diablo is the best thing to counter it with as long as you get, as long as you make an actual game. A good game, um, yeah. Yeah. No phones and, and abacuses to play it on. You know, yeah, and then if you throw in if you throw in Overwatch, you make Overwatch really amazing, and uh, Overwatch Two really amazing, and you can resurrect that at the height that it it has the potential for. Then they can compete with like you know Fortnite. So, you know, in the in the younger youth kind of category. So. So yeah, it, it makes sense logistically and as far as like expansion goes. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's yeah. probably a good idea. Blunt man in the chat. One word: franchises. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. They own like, despite the, the the these brands have sticking power for sure. Despite all of the controversy about the the company that made them recently, uh, these brands have sticking power for sure. And then. Uh, Funky points out IP, cheap labor and infrastructure. I mean, I would hope that they uh, bring, you know, if as they acquire Blizzard, um, that they I, bring. So, that so they... Microsoft, I'm going to say this for sure. Everybody at Activision Blizzard, all the grunts are going to get a big pay raise with this move. Um, God, I would hope so. I mean, there would be Microsoft. There would be Microsoft does not. Yeah, Microsoft is not known for its its. Um, poor pay now they they do their course they're a corporation and they love to kind of stick it to the people that they can and they have had issues with qa and bug testing and stuff like that companies like that before or or contractors subcontractors like that before there's some there's a pretty mean story about a, a group of testers that unionized and then basically microsoft just dismissed them all and their department so that's how they got rid of that so again not great, right? Not what we want to see, not what we're happy to see happen. Uh, but um, they are also not known to have their developers working on their, you know, primary products, having to drink coffee as a diet suppressant and sleeping eight to 10 people per apartment just so that they can afford living in a generalized area that they're working in. So that they can um, live the dream of working for Blizzard. Yeah, so they can live the dream. Microsoft's not Jeez. known typically for that kind of stuff. And again, I've often said um, that it was it was extremely foolish of them to do this to begin with. Like Blizzard, Blizzard was Bobby was setting himself up for failure down the road by having people like by paying people that little because you're not you get what you pay for, Bobby. You get what you pay for. When you're paying people crap, guess what they make? Like, shocker. When yeah. you started to do that, when you started to undercut people, turns out that fast forward, you know, a couple of years down the road, when these people are in charge of stuff, making stuff, they don't make good stuff. Like, the, well, the, the, the ones that are worth their salt move on to other things, or they start their own studio. When they, when they see yes. that as a better option than working for you, and when there's so many yeah. people doing that, I mean, that's a bad sign. But yeah, you've got to have your employees invested in the in the company um, in terms of their, you know, they've got, you want to motivate your employees, don't treat them like crap. Like, you, you, you want them to deliver really well. Yeah, yeah, you can't have them be overworked, underpaid, and feel like the company 
doesn't care about them, they're not going to make this good is, stuff this under those circumstances. And this is not something that you can avoid. You cannot avoid this. You cannot avoid this. It doesn't work. It's called the Pareto distribution. It's a fact of nature. Like, again, some people don't like the Pareto distribution. They think that, you know, they can forcibly change it. It, it affects everything from stars to grasshoppers, okay? Like, I, again, I hate to say it, but you're a fool to think you can counteract nature. And it just doesn't, like, yes, we can try. We can, we're above nature. We can, we can set up things that help people in different ways. We can, we can, you know, you know, put as, install as many ladders in as possible, but you cannot, you cannot treat your entire, like the, the best people at your working under you like garbage and expect them to stay. Because when, when a famine hits that, that top 20% who makes like, you know, 80% of the, the stuff that you need, they all leave because they're smarter, faster, and and better at transitioning than than everybody else. And when when a bad thing happens, I mean, Moon, you and I have experienced this just like you know just recently. Actually, we've experienced this multiple times. We've worked for companies that are really bad at what they do, that don't know what they're doing, and what happens? The top twenty percent of the company leave. Yep. And, you know, that, that, is a, that is a normal reaction. Mm -hmm. And when things are bad at a company, the top 20% immediately start looking for the exit door. And when that happens, you're pooched. Sorry, but you, you, you as a company, you're going to lose your top 20%, again, who, who do 80% of your work. And those people, when they leave, when they walk out that door... That's it. You're done. And and you might be a billion dollar company that just means you sink faster than all the others. So uh, yeah. again, they, it's like when are they going to do go work got... somewhere else? Well, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Play some other company's games? Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to that's what we're going to do. Oh, wait. You're really going to do that? Uh yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right. Well, we've got some other topics we're going to move on to here, so I'm going to Read the mid roll, and then we'll get into um, we'll get into a couple other topics. Moon, if you want to uh, pick some some of the chat messages to read when I'm done saying this. Uh, but basically, th uh, you are listening to the Augmented Reality Podcast, and we're glad you're here and part of the conversation. We love seeing everybody so active in the live chat. Uh, please do slam that like button. It likes it rough, and uh, also the subscribe button so you can catch this show plus Maximum News. So two shows, two weekly shows we have here on this channel. Plus check out our Discord server. You can find the link in the description below. You can also find a link to our other channel, the Triple S League, which has all kinds of other content on it that we do. Uh, all gaming content, but a variety of variety of different uh, types of gaming content over there. So it's more community and informative content over there and news content over here on this channel. So we uh, hope you subscribe in both places. And also check out the Discord server. Like I said, it's a great, uh, great community there where we keep it, um, yeah, we keep it on task as in, you know, it's about the fandom. It's about talking about the stuff that we like. Great non-toxic community. We have great mods keeping everything on the level. Really appreciate them. Uh, so shout out to the mods on the Discord server. Uh, if any of you are listening, we, we really appreciate the work you do over there. 
All right. So, uh, All right. yeah. We got a comment from Arturo in the chat who's like, who wants mobile games? I ask you all who. Actually, <laughs> I play a lot of mobile games. I've been getting into it lately because it's like it's casual, low key. It's fun, especially if they don't build it in a way where they create a problem that they have the solution for, but you have to buy it. Like I was just yeah. having this conversation with Trauma, where I was just like, you know, there's some mobile games that I really enjoy. Like even right now, Cy was playing this like Mecha game and he's been having a lot of fun with that and like i've been playing like some puzzle games and like a fashion game and like there's this other one where like they had kind of like a candy crush sort of setup to earn points to spend to progress in the thing but it got to a point where it was too hard to pass and you're like two moves short of completing it they're like uh oh you have to buy more moves or just try again so i'm just like screw it i'm deleting you you're not worth it so it's like, you know, there is a certain appeal to mobile games. I'll give it that. Yeah, uh, they can be a great uh, a great little, uh, what, I, I don't like saying a time waster, but, you know, a great little rest break. activity, a great little <laughs> bit of recreation. I enjoy a good puzzle game on my phone. It's a different thing. Like, it's a different, it doesn't replace my, you know, my uh, core gaming hobby, but, you know, it's... yeah. Yeah, Sometimes most... I don't have the energy to get into a really intense RPG or like base management game. Sometimes I just want to merge things together. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like I I love puzzle games. I really do. But yeah, it's, it is it's a lot of the crap they put into just like when there's ads every literally ads between every level. That's like screw this crap. That's yeah. It's I'm just... definitely less likely to play that if that's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. You had some more to uh, some more to read there. And then uh, Funky says, uh, these franchises were losing power, yes, but now with this acquisition, it kind of resets the counter. Old fans who are leaving may just wait and see instead of not even being interested. Mm-hmm. And he says he's even taking a, considering taking an interest in WoW again. I think it may be a reset point for the people who boycotted, but I think just like with the... Like we're still waiting to see the the outcome of of Microsoft buying Bethesda. Like I mentioned yesterday, we're still waiting to see the the long term impact of that. You know, Bethesda's released a few games, but they were games that were heavily in production long before Microsoft bought them. I think mm-hmm. Starfield's going to be the real canary in the coal mine, so to speak. As far as well, even I mean, even then, they they did most of the work on that game before the buyout. So right. Um, so I think what we'll have to wait and see. I think the real, the real test will be uh, the next Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. That'll maybe be, that'll maybe be the better. next thing from Obsidian too, because yeah, like, you know, Outer Worlds was was largely completed prior to their buyout yeah. from Microsoft. Actually, that's a good point too. Um, I'm still crossing my fingers. I still I still hope to God that they. They cancel whatever project they were working on, and they switched immediately as soon as the buyout happened. To uh, to uh, the, uh, as soon as the uh, Bethesda buyout happened, that they switched to uh, doing the new Fallout game. It's just that would just be that would be just so good. But I don't know. That may not necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. Also, also C- CEOs are a lot like butts. You know, <laughs> I, I just realized this. It's like every I, like. Every CEO of a game company that I know of, like, and have like seen a, a significant enough from to be able to gauge an opinion on, they're all really terrible. 
I mean, they all really are really terrible. But it's like you kind of have to have one. So, huh. <laughs> you need one. Even though all they do is spew shit. Okay. So, speaking of CEOs, let's talk about Phil Spencer for another minute here. So, this is related to the Xbox or the Microsoft buying Blizzard story, but it's this is this is a bit this is a different issue that has been highlighted by uh, a couple of people on our Discord server, especially Funky, very very uh very interested in having us talk about this. So, uh Phil Spen- Phil Spencer did uh, an interview just a co- it was reported on just over a week ago that uh, he he did a, an interview with the New York Times. I tried to access the actual article that has a transcript of the interview, but, uh, you know, I've reached my limit of free articles, so no no chance there. But uh, anyway, here a qu- from uh, PC Gamer. Oh, That's were- a terrible title. Just saying. Phil Spencer on dealing with harassment and back- bad actors. We're not a free speech platform. Uh, so let's put this into a little bit of context. So... Uh, there were, there were a bunch of things talked about, but two of them that are that we should probably keep an eye on are uh, the idea of, of Microsoft of you know them not being a free speech platform. Now he's specifically talking about their uh, their gaming platforms, mm-hmm. but then also this idea that uh, you know Phil has this idea that when you when you ban somebody for bad behavior in a game, it should follow them to other platforms, and that I think is something that we should be very concerned about and we should let him know that uh you know our opinions on um assuming you yeah if if, if you either way let him know your opinion on it but especially if you agree with me that that is a very scary bad idea um that's like saying that's like saying you know if you behave badly in a restaurant they put you on some some uh central list of restaurants so you can't go to a restaurant ever again any restaurant it's so this yeah. is this is one of these this is one of the big questions of the of the day right it's like well how like so in in practice in in not practice in theory this is a great idea right in in theory in a perfect world it's like hey you've got some guy who shows up in your game room and starts blasting you know um ear-splitting, screaming sounds that he's mixed. I mean, we've had this happen to us live once before uh, by by a, a, a caller. Um, you know, somebody like that who does that, it'd be nice to, like, just permanently ban them from, like, everything, right? Like, like sorry, you can't listen to us. You can't listen to any other podcast. You can't, you know, because you did something that was just like just rude, like, you know, taking this to the restaurant example, you have somebody walk in, take a dump in the middle of the floor where, you know, and there's like 30 people trying to eat their food and, and it's sickening and they, you know, a bunch of people hurl and that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that person doesn't get to go into any restaurants. Now, of course, that's again, probably perfect a crime. world, perfect <laughs> world. You know, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking about this, right. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. The problem is, is immediately when you try to like put any of this stuff into actual action. So well, the you're... first problem is, is that who makes those decisions? Who makes that call? Who, yeah, and... who makes the rules about what's inappropriate behavior? 
Is it? And oh, you, what, you were. And how is that? How is that going to change from week to week to month to month? Is it going to be totally fine to come in and say, you know, I don't, I don't like this game. It's kind of boring. I think the the devs are are aren't doing a good job in in keeping this updated. Does that become, you know, this this bannable offense where now you're out against? Yeah, you know, some mod who's butt. having a bad day just decides to put you on the list, and now you're. Yeah, and now now every game you you're playing is immediately banned, and you can't get you can't get back into it. You, you're trying to prove it. Um, worse yet, what happens when one of these uh, moderators suddenly decides to do it for some other reason other than their job? Like, you know what, uh, this guy, you know, I don't like this guy. I'm just going to get rid of him. What if you show you're just playing your game one day? And a guy shows up at your door and goes, hi, I'm a moderator for this company, and I've just banned you from everything. Oh, yeah, and this ban is also going to be retroactive to your bank accounts and your mortgage and all this other stuff. Now, if you pay me ten grand, I can make all this go away. And again, it's like you laugh at that, but that's a problem that they've actually had to deal with in places that have tried similar things in the past. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of allegations that this happens quite frequently in uh, in China right now with their social credit pro- pro- program. There's certain people who show up and say, oh, hey, you know, we can make your life a living, you know, hellhole. And if you just pay us, you know, then this will all go away. And we know that you can because we, we just checked your bank accounts because we have the power to do that. So, again, in, in practice, this all falls apart. Like this all falls apart. But you look at it from their side, and again, from their side, it makes sense, right? It makes sense from their side. You want to make games. You don't want a political rally happening to support. Um, let me let me make well, something anybody, up here. Anybody, like okay, some some bad politician. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like something extreme, right? Like, and this is this is the, the okay, point yeah, that yeah. Phil's raising about free speech. Say there's a group that wants to euthanize all dogs. And they have 25 members in the entire world, and they're getting together to euthanize all dogs, and they want to use your platform as a place to hold a political rally to euthanize all dogs. That's pretty insane. You don't want that happening because it has nothing to do with your game about race cars. Like it just it, it it's car. Why no? We don't want you to have a route. No, that's not something yeah. that they want. But well, what ends up happening here is that, and this was raised. The same question was raised recently on a, on another show. I can't. I think it was. Um, I think Asmongold and and uh, Bellular talked about this. It's like what happens when when you don't have the commons anymore, where you can you know, discuss these things and all of the commons have moved online and have been separated piecemeal up into corporations. And then all the corporations say, no, we don't want to respect your or anybody else's ability for free speech. It's like, that is a big, that is a big question. When when you have all of the online communities owned by somebody who has their own terms of service and their own rules and they're all private corporations. I mean, I think there is a broader societal issue to address there Mm -hmm. Um, and for people who think that this isn't a problem it is for a lot of people you know we have a friend who doesn't believe in free speech at all even though they live in a world completely derived by free speech 
So the con, yes, I get it. You don't like crazy people talking about crazy ideas, but here's the thing. Every single thing you do today is derived of, a, of a, almost everything that you do today is derived from crazy concepts that a bunch of free spree, free speech people came up with whilst talking in the commons. Everything from the ability to read books, the ability to have an education. Yeah, let the, let ability... the common people get educated. Or there was a time when abolishing slavery was a crazy idea to a lot of people. Yeah, that, that, to, to, to a lot of people about 2,000 years ago, that concept was absolutely ludicrous. Been like, you're nuts. How, how, is, our con- how is our economy going to function? Well... We'll find a way, but you know, you know, you know they, they, uh, every, they everything from was crazy. Like, that's what it, that's what I'm like saying. The the phone network, the thing that you're you're using to listen to us right now, the the basis for the phone network. If you want to read a harrowing story about inventing, creating, and and pushing boundaries, just read about Alexander Graham Bell. Read about how what he went through, what he did, the things that he did that some people today would still think is illegal. The guy dug up corpses, for for example, to to be able to understand how the human ear functioned. He had to dig up fresh bodies and take them apart (laughs) in order to understand the concept. I know, I know, you think this is. I know, I know, I know, but this is this is not hyperbole. No, it's not. Everything that you have is responsible for people who push those boundaries in the past yeah. everything from medicine to science to everything you can roll up at some point somebody was talking about it in a in a place of commons or a place of free speech and was like we need to do this and a bunch of people looked at it and said you're crazy of course so you yeah, have to separate is- that from the you know from the ludicrous things and unfortunately you can't work like that's not an instantly solvable problem but in in when you take it apart and when you're looking at it from a business perspective and the business people are like well hey we don't want you to have hold political rallies here because we, that's not our job we're not, that's not what we set out to do and in that you can nod your head and say yeah that makes sense it, like it, it may again it makes sense from their perspective i'll, I'll read this in a minute here from this uh, phil's actual statement on but uh, moon you sounded like you had a uh, oh, yeah. No, I that. was just going to say that it's like if you just shut down conversation because you don't like the opinion or point that's being made, how do you sort it out? Right. How do you really know if it's a bad idea or not? Or how do you know if it just needs to be dissected more or like gauge a proper response to it if you just don't talk about it? Yes. By the way. Hey, Titan Tracks in the chat. Uh, glad to see you're listening. So welcome. Um, uh, so Phil says one of the th- one of the things we've stated about our social network is that we're not a free speech platform or a platform around interactive entertainment and video games, and we're not there to allow all kinds of social discourse to happen on our platform. That is not why we exist. And he has, I mean, I think he he has a point there. It's the same thing on our Discord server. It's, it's we have um, you know we have controls on on you know what what we allow people to talk about not because not in the interest of suppressing people's ideas but um in, in the interest topics. of keeping the community mm-hmm. the community has a purpose and if that purpose gets derailed that harms the community and we did put an off topic area because some of our community members do want to talk about those things so we're like okay here's a space you can do that but we didn't have that for a while so so the mm-hmm. argument he's making is, is sound here. I think the, yeah, the broader question becomes, you know, what if all, 
if all corporations are saying this, we're not a free speech platform, then then where do we go online to discuss, you know, controversial ideas? But um, I X in the chat comments. Does that go both directions, though? Uh, in what in what sense? Uh, I, I, um, I just a little. Could you clarify your question a little more, Ix? I just I'm not sure what what you mean by that, um, or which or what you're referring to. Like uh, if you're referring to the Discord server well, or to it also reminds me of the earlier comment from Funky where he said, "Who surveils the surveillers?" Right. Well, that's the big problem with with trying to have yeah centralized yeah. control like this, and <laughs> that's why you know we're going to get into talking about Phil's you know Phil's statement about having your game bans follow you from platform to platform. Um, so, yeah, th obviously there's a lot of problems as we've already kind of, we've already touched on these a little bit. Um, th th there's, there's big logistical problems with that. And I mean, and one that, that ha has sort of been mentioned by a couple people in the chat, but not in these words, is that, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent. They, you know, you get banned, you have to appeal. And... Uh, and you have to prove that you were innocent, basically, which mm -hmm. is, you know, in if if it's like you got banned from one game by mistake, that's a small problem. You got banned from all of gaming by mistake. That's a big problem. And that's that's yep. incredibly unfair to a person. Um, <clears throat> or, I mean, what about. You know, as we had someone, um, Bluntman, I think, in the chat saying, you know, well, you know, when I was a kid, I did all these things. I used cheats. I, uh, oh yeah, I was. Bluntman says I was pretty dumb at school. I used cheats in online games. I quickly realized this was a bad idea. But just imagine that I would be banned permanently everywhere for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That like, where's the where's then the opportunity for a person to grow and change and be redeemed? I mean, maybe you're banned from the game you were playing because you engaged in bad behavior, but you can move on to a different game having grown as a person and contribute positively to that community well if you're cut off if you're perma banned from everywhere well you got no opportunity to do that that's mm -hmm. the problem i have with a lot of this sort of extreme progressive cult of you know wanting to just destroy people who you don't agree with there's mm -hmm. no path to redemption yeah uh, and, and i was and also going to bring up uh user reporting but funky also brings up a counterpoint to that because like there's this uh one game website that we go to sometimes uh where you can thumbs up or thumbs down if you like playing with a user but uh funky says in some games some uh guild mass report their opponent and get them banned so it's a misuse of user reporting yes yeah and and so we have like that's the that's the enormous issue with this because even if you like you know, it's like, well, maybe all laws should be distributed instead of by judges by an AI who looks at the, the thing and, and, you know, says you ran this red light and you were, you know, drunk. Therefore, you get the full weight of this punishment put down upon you for, for running into and, and killing somebody. It's like, yeah, you could say, okay, that makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's a system. We all have all set up these laws ahead of time and, the, and this all seems to work. But what happens when the system can't, you know, can't trust itself because of the way that people can learn to abuse it? It's like, yeah, you could do a lot of, you could do a lot of problems with that too. Plus, like, it, which is again why you, you, we typically have judges who can like interpret certain rules. Um, and I, and I think that that 
that's a you know that's obviously a big issue here mm -hmm. so it's like there's a there's a huge problem in this space with him saying this and he's starting out from kind of like this concept that we agree with well and that's like you know yeah microsoft's not the the public commons but what happens when microsoft plus facebook plus twitter plus youtube plus every other social media company does equal the commons and there's no more commons anymore what happens then and, and I don't think it's Microsoft's job to necessarily solve that, but the problem does have to be solved somehow. So this is a huge problem, and we have to figure problem. out, we have to figure out at some point, humanity is going to have to figure this stuff out, because if we don't, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, we're already, we're already, I think we're already past the point where this has had to have been done. And we're nowhere clearly, we're clearly nowhere even near what needs to be done, you know, moving forward even more. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we about cover it. I just wanted to, oh, this comment from IX. Uh, should you lose access to your online purchased content if you get banned? I mean, yeah, that is that the next step then? Is that the next yeah. step? Well, so why not? And, like... and, and again, actually, this is, a, this is a good point. We'll use this example because we've used it in the past. PUBG suffers from a lot of cheaters. Who are the cheaters? Like, who is cheating, like, nonstop in these games? And the answer to that is that um, in China, because you can't play games that much, and if you do, you get in trouble. So what happens is people go out, and they have a, they have a video game uh, marathon weekend. They go to a, a cafe where the cafe owners have set up a computer with a you know with a with a vpn and with a uh, a brand new spanking copy account all this stuff all of the cheats all of this stuff everything's installed ready to go and the guy hops in and he just starts to cheat and play and get those victories and he's getting like every chicken dinner there is and then his account gets banned and he goes to the front and goes yeah i, I got banned the guy hands him a bunch of new codes he goes to the back he puts them all in and boom he continues to cheat and cheat and cheat and cheat and each time he gets banned he just goes back spends another 60 bucks because or 20 bucks like what's 20 bucks to uh to, to like I, I know more people who spend more on drinks in a night then these guys will will spend a whole weekend playing these video games and cheating non-stop so in that case what you have is you have an institution that is created which is very funny because this has happened before especially in like you know middle ages times where you have a corporation that's handing you the ability to basically buy what's it called when you buy the ability to uh to sin or what was that called what was the uh, <laughs> let's yeah yeah i know what you're talking about i can't remember the word but let's not yeah let's there's, not a, there's, get a into that right now. there's a particular word for it but there used to be an organization that would say uh, and and it wasn't just an organization it used to be a king too like hey king i want to go uh uh commit a you know a, what is equivalent to a felony well that's going to be 15 gold pieces to the crown and as long as you don't commit murder whilst committing the penalty the, the the felony then it's fine i have given you the approval to do so uh, and then you go and you commit the felony and then you come back and you're like okay here's here's the crime that i committed here's your tip here's your, and again it's like 
That's <laughs> a huge problem. That is a huge problem. I thought you were talking about something completely different. But anyway, yeah, yeah so that... Well, the, yeah. the, the F word, the F word, so as far as I know, and, and again, I don't think this has been 100% proven either way, but the F word, used, like the, the F words, as I understand it, means the translation was fornicating under consent of the king. And basically <laughs> you went to the king, you said, hey, I want to fornicate. And he was like, well, that's very bad. You can't do that. But if I gave you lots of money, could I do that? Oh, well, if you gave me lots of money, then I could okay it for a weekend. Yes, a weekend would be okay. Well, starting from sundown on this day to sundown on that day, put this plaque up, and the plaque was the the F word, and it was an acronym for fornicating under consent of the king. There you go. And, and there were times where that was a legal requirement. There, I, I, I don't want to get too, too much of the weeds, but that's how <laughs> that's that. how that stuff happens, right? So what happens when when cheating and being abusive becomes that thing? And again, there's a word for it, and I'm, it's driving me nuts that I can't remember the actual word for it. But there's a word for this deal that you get. Um, and when you when you so when you do this. And Arturo, your two messages got redacted somehow. And and again, it's not us. We're not doing that. That's just the, the YouTube's automated system. And we can't turn that off. So you just rephrase what you were trying to say and resend it because, yeah, we it, it got redacted. So when, when you have that thing going on, what happens when you're like, man, I really want to go online. I want to play some League of Legends and I want to crap people out. Well, go down to the local whatever log in with all their fake stuff and go yell at a bunch of, you know, kids for three hours until the account gets banned. And then you walk away from it and you never caught up with it. It doesn't catch up with, it doesn't catch up with you. What happens when that becomes uh, the problem? No, it's not corrupt. It's, it's an actual term. So it's an actual term. It's um, buying. Ah, it's, it's like right there on the tip of my tongue, but yeah. I was about to say like pay to win. No, no, you're, you're, no, it's an old term. It's been around for thousands oh, of years. I, it, they, they used to do it with the, the, the pagan rituals used to have this and, and it got incorporated throughout the thousands of years. And it's an actual, it's like you go and you buy the right to be able to commit a crime, but not commit a crime so bad that, you know, it, it, you, you, you're, you're limited by the crime that you can make, commit by asking the, the local Lord Regent or whoever's running your, place whether or not it's okay to do so funky in the chat says sib you're describing today's justice system well right? <laughs> you know in, in a way in a way we are and again that that's that's a big problem and it's like this stuff has to be constantly like looked at and this is what i fear we're moving in the direction if this becomes a particular thing so it's like so i don't think i don't so to answer the original question no Absolutely not. Phil, get your head out of your butt. Stop saying this. You, you, we do not want a, a corporate ban anything. Um, you don't want a worldwide, want, you don't want some yeah, worldwide I, ban list like that, 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 that would just be a disaster. I, I don't want anybody to be, to be bullied. Um, I, I really don't. I, I, being bullied, being bullied is not a fun thing. I've been on the receiving end of it a lot. I've given it out. Um, more often accidentally without realizing it, um, you know, I, I, I've done that, especially when I was like a, a kid, because again, you learn and you grow. 
And as a kid, I didn't realize, especially with autism, I didn't realize that some of the ways that I said and did things were incredibly rude because nobody was like, yeah, this is really rude. To me, it just made logical sense. I wasn't being a dick. I was just like doing what I thought was the like made the most sense and it logically fit in my head. But then when it, when it was explained to me, I was like, Oh dear. Oh, and I felt really bad about it. I still feel bad about some of the things I did when I was eight. It's like, I have that long of a memory and it really bothers me as it does to a lot of people, you know, Chinebio syndrome and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, it's like, we, we don't like doing those things. And, but you, but you also don't want to have this like, like arbitrary, like you have sinned against the great cosmos why because you crossed the road when you weren't supposed to you are now hereby you know sentenced to exile on the island of of lost man it's like yeah we don't want to go through with that we don't want to do that 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 leads to a nightmare dystopia that is that is going to be like like insane Ugh. yeah makes a good premise for a book all all of the people commit minor infractions and all get exiled to this one place where where society has to restart from the stone age and then like, Sounds you like know, a thousand years later, they come, they come to North, you know, they come to some great city. It's this automated city that hasn't had anybody living in it for thousands of years because everybody got evicted because they all committed. Everyone. You know, yeah. The great AI evicted everybody. Yeah. Great or, I, AI. You know, evicted you jaywalked, you're out. Of, you're out of here. And yeah, again, that, that, that whole like is the, the importance of a, a path to redemption yeah. is is critical i mean that's it's as flawed as it is that is what any any um you know it's it's what again we were just kind of crapping on the justice system and of course of course there are problems don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but i mean it's it's a big pillar of of modern free society is the idea of innocence until proven guilty and you investigate the crime you don't investigate the person you don't you don't just go to the you know you don't walk into the fbi and say i want you to investigate my political opponent well what do they do nothing go find go find something you know i'm sure they did something go find it for me here's here's a hundred bucks under the table like we call that corruption for a reason because of its uh ability to be misused and so yeah the the yeah there would be no checks and balances on the power of this list or the people running it like the whole idea is just really scary so all right, a uh, couple other... Oh. oh, I found out what the word was. It's called indulge- indulgences. That's, See, I thought you meant the... indulgence because there was... Indulgences has another uh, another meaning, too. It's the... it's the. Um, there are other... Um, cinnamons? Cin- oh, good cinnamons. cinnamons. Ah, there are other uh, definitions of that word, but it, yeah, that's the, that's the one that most people would... Um, uh, they, they also used to be called satiate, satiations, um, and then yeah, some other stuff. But yeah, that that was the basic thing I was yeah. going for. All right, well, we're moving on from that now. Oh. So uh, yeah, the the Cuphead show. So uh, we're not going to talk for a long time about this, but of course, the uh, we heard about this a few years ago, and Netflix finally dropped uh, one trailer and two teasers, which is basically. One long trailer and two short trailers for the Cuphead show on Netflix, which you can uh, you can so you can check out those trailers right now. I'm sure they're everywhere, even if you don't have Netflix. Uh, based, of course, on the the smash hit game that came out a few years ago, the uh, fighting game 
that was done the in bane it. to uh journalists everywhere yeah and i mean i loved the game i loved the theme of it i loved the the uh, style um mm -hmm. and the just the that they hand animated everything in the style of the sort of golden age of, uh, of animation uh it was incredible it was an incredibly well-made game uh very deserving of the accolades it got and it was it was a lot of fun too i mean it was it was fun so that's so it was that's of course the most important thing but then you know the stylistic choices for it it would have been really sad if they put all of that work into it and it had just not been a fun game but anyway the cuphead show coming to netflix um uh, so yet another uh, yet another series based on a video game but of course this one's going to be a very different type of thing uh it's it's a silly animated cartoon and yeah you're definitely watching the the trailers as i did last night i definitely uh definitely got um, it just had the vibe of old Disney or Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be, it's got some wacky characters. It's got some kooky stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not expecting it to, you know, it's not going to be like groundbreaking, uh, mm -hmm. thought provoking entertainment by any, by any stretch, but it should be, a, it should be a silly fun ride. You know what I mean? Uh, it should it should just be. So, is the liquid in their heads their brain, or you know, I've thought way too much about this. <laughs> I don't know. What well, what happens if someone drinks from those straws? That's a very good question. Or is yeah. there liquid in there? I mean, none of this makes sense. You've got so the main characters are these two guys with cups for heads. Uh the you know they're like dad or caretaker or whoever oh, is yeah. like a, a tea kettle and then uh there's there's all these wacky characters you've got uh you've got anthropomorphic vegetables you've got a flower which you see in the bottom left corner there um you've got uh frogs and then ghosts and all just a, a train that morphs into weird stuff like th th there's just no consistency to it what whatsoever so it's it should be From what I see, the liquid in their heads defies gravity. Yeah. So maybe there's like some kind of like barrier. I don't know. It's so weird. But they're also they're obviously um, Mickey Mouse in another dimension too. I mean, you just look at the body. <laughs> just add some suspenders on that, and you've got. Yeah, Mickey I do. I do wonder how they got off with drawing like that so close to. Um... Well, obviously they're cups, not mice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's different yeah. enough. It's different <laughs> enough, right? Like, it's yes, there. There's definitely some homage my, there too. My favorite, my absolute favorite moment in cartoons was the uh, the um, Aladdin cartoon. So the 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 oh, TV yeah. show, not the movie. The, the I remember TV those. Show. And the genie came up to this like ancient like. Um, uh, entrance to some like thing and he's like oh you've you, oh the ancient egyptians used to or the the ancient it wasn't egyptians it was well maybe it wasn't it was just kind of this ancient obelisk thing and there was a handprint and you had to like put your hand in the handprint and he puts his hand in the handprint but he's only got the three fingers like they always <laughs> draw the cartoons 
and it doesn't meet with the five person hand. So the genie pulls his hand back and he's like looking at it. He's like, oh, yes. And he magics himself a, a fourth digit and he yeah, puts he, the like, hand there and, and it like and it, and it fits the, the handprint. And, it, and it, it was at that moment that I realized because, again, I saw this when I was really young. I, I, I it like it all hit me all at the same time. It's like, oh, my goodness, all the cartoons only have three fingers. Yeah, because it's easier to animate, easier to draw. Yeah, because it's so difficult to draw a five Drawing finger. Five hand. fingers is is really difficult. It's, 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 it's super it's difficult. Weirdly, weirdly difficult. And it's so it's so cool that that came out that way. And you're like you're like, oh, that's so interesting. So yeah, this. Um, Wait, but are you talking about Disney's Aladdin? Yeah, D- the Disney's yeah. Aladdin, the cartoon series, not the um, not the movie. Okay, I thought that Dis- I've never noticed the three finger hands thing in in like Disney movies. Just genie, just genie. Well, it was just genie. Yeah, it was just genie there. Yeah, Aladdin and Jasmine have regular hands, but genie has the three. Yeah, okay. He had the cartoon hand. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do remember there being yes, funky there. So there was. It's like from a long time ago, but there was a, there was like a cartoon series of you know not with the like one of my after school shows. It was great. It wasn't Robin Williams. course they didn't even get robin williams for the, the second aladdin movie mm-hmm. no they, that's but because he came back for the third one because yeah so in the in the it's because robin williams was very angry with disney because he he wanted uh he wanted them to make the marketing uh, to keep the marketing like centered around all of the actors involved in the the show because he didn't want to take this steal the spotlight and he made that like he, he, he like demanded that as part of his contract and then they made it all about him and they told one of his, uh, his coworkers that, well, that's just the way Robin wants it. What? And they got that's insulted BS. and they, they, they went to Robin and they're like, why did you usurp the spotlight? And he's like, and he like, he got really upset and that, and that's why he refused to come back for the, the second one. But he, he came back after the third one because the fans wanted him so badly. Um, but again, he like, and, and that, that's just, I mean, that's just, uh, that's just that in, in a nutshell. Now, before we go to the NFTs, I got to say um, that, uh, did you know that if you got an NFT of, uh, if you bought an NFT of the original, like Mickey Mouse, that you now, by the rules of the NFT universe, you now own all of Disney because you bought <laughs> an NFT of the Disney character, therefore, it means vis-a-vis, vice-a-vis-a, vis-a-mee, that you, by the laws of the internet uh, that you mostly just made up on your own, you now own the the entirety of the DC, of the, of the, uh, sorry, not DC, the, the Marvel Universe. Because, yes, that is what NFTs do, just like those people who are claiming ownership of Dune... So what was this? What happened? That they they bought an NFT of what exactly? They bought a digital an NFT. Copy of Dune. They yeah, they bought an NFT digital copy of a Dune script For the movie? written by the guy who worked on the movie thing and the book stuff and are now claiming that because they own that digitally they can now create Dune movies and TV shows uh, based off of the book that they bought a copy of. So they bought a cop. See, and this is what 
this is what I've been I've been talking about this for weeks now on my solo show. Um, and and I'll just bring it up here. You're not actually buying anything. That's this is the problem with this, and it's clearly people are confused about this. Now it, it gets worse. Yesterday, so yesterday I watched a video. Um, there is a new NFT movement where um, they're selling plots on an island. It's called Crypto Land. <laughs> and it's crypto land is going to be this magical place where you can go and you can live on an island that's got all of the luxury, everything that you could possibly want. And 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 the, there are people that are just going to be there to serve you. You're going to fly in on this luxury 20 person helicopter that's only ever ever only transports like five people at a time that's how that's how luxurious is this is is that you you not only get your seat but that you get the two seats next to you in every direction because you just that's just the beauty of this nft sorry crypto land that's mostly funded by nfts and (laughs) you get there and you get to this island has a max occupancy of 100 resident houses and you get one of those 100 resident houses they're selling this idea to millions of people online and yet yet they want you to believe that you're going to show up. How much money are you going to put into this? Doesn't doesn't matter. You just put in some money. 200 bucks, 800 bucks, 1000 bucks, $10,000, a million dollars, it doesn't matter. You just throw in that money, throw in as much as you can afford, as much as you can afford, as much as you can afford, and you will be given this amazing uh, uh, house on this island with all the weather wealth and pleasures that you want because you you bought in so, question about this. So, I saw a little bit about this, and I this is it a real like a religion. This is a real island. Uh, so, the island they're claiming that they're going to build this on is a real island. So, it's not a virtual island. island. Okay. The island um, that they're claiming. So, they're what they're saying is that when you buy, you know, you can buy an actual like plot on this land. The problem is, is they don't actually own the land. They don't own the island. They don't own any of the marketing for the like the marketing tools that they've used like there people on the island right now like um i don't know so much about the island all i know is that they don't actually own the island what they want to do is they want you to invest because once they hit like this 50 million credit level then they can buy the island and then they can start building your exclusive house on the island but there, of course, the the fifty million is just to buy the island, and then they're going to need you to, you know, everybody's going to have to like put in more money, right? So that they become that's more a, valuable. This isn't a scam. No, this isn't a pyramid scheme at all. No, no, you just have to go out there and recruit twenty people who also go out and recruit twenty people who also go out and recruit twenty people. It's just it's oh. marketing, man. It's not a pyramid scheme. I mean, yes, when you draw it <laughs> on a on, it's like that scene from The Office where yeah, Michael. Right. Michael sketches. So it's not Michael. It's it's, uh, it's um, who sketches the actual pyramid. So, I'm pretty sure it was Michael and Pam trying to like, tell Pam or something like that. Yeah, he was trying to p- tell Pam, but then Pam's husband was like, "It's like he starts drawing it out, and oh, like yeah. as he's drawing it out, he just kind of cir- like he just kind of like draws this pyramid thing, <laughs> and 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 Michael's just like, I, I need to call some people." <laughs> It's like it's right. like this is this is 
this is what's going on. And the video they put out, it looks like some very bad satire parody Pixar video. Yeah, yeah, they 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 went with the the lowest bidder on that one for sure. And and it's not, it's like now they they're not they're refusing to pay people who's who've done them work for this because of course that's what you have to do. And and again, it's all about this like. Like you take you take how to build a cult one hundred and one how to build a cult um, with like you know uh, loyalty and and all this stuff like programmed into the people and you design it off of a pyramid scheme. If I were to create a lesson book and a class that that features this stuff, they would have hit every single point on that. It's like first of all, <laughs> your marketing's got to target the average guy who is unimportant, has no skills, doesn't know how to function, um, you know, at a high level and then you need to promise them the world. Like everything. They're going to get everything that they've ever wanted. Everything it, it, that It's the ever dream wanted. of yeah, it's 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 the classic what used to be called a get rich quick scheme. Uh, yeah. what you know when I like, when like I was in, when I was a young in. adult it was these you know it was these pyramid schemes I mean they, they've been around for a long time but the the whole this whole idea that you know you you get rich by uh with with very little work you know so you, you maybe you work hard for five years and then you just retire for the rest of your life you know if you just find the right scheme to get yourself involved in and and we had we had a friend who it was thing after thing after thing he'd get into mm-hmm. uh, like this. And then, you know, I've had old friends call me up and be like, you know, try to get me involved in, the, in these things. And it's like, dude, this is a, can't you see this doesn't work? They're like, well, I just want to help people be financially free. I'm like, okay, uh, you're just, it hurts. Stop reading f- to me from your, your BS script. Your here. handbook. There aren't enough people in the world to, <laughs> Like for this to work out mathematically. You get a call to go out for coffee because, oh, wow, it's been so long since we hung out or talked even. Oh, man. And then they're like, by the way, meet my mentor. This has happened to me more than once. And I get very upset at those people because, like, how dare you? Well, I yeah. I haven't had the ones where they where they have you meet the mentor, but I had had the one guy, (gasps) you know, an old friend. Yeah, that sounds like a massive piss off. But I did have an old friend call me up and, you know, we went out for coffee and talked about stuff just to catch up. And then, like, a few days later, he um, he called me and, uh, and was like, you know, I was I was just thinking while while we were out randomly the other day, you know, you were you were mentioning this and this. And, you know, I've got this thing I'm involved with. And I'm like, oh, I see. It, it was just that this is what it was about, was it? Right, like, you're just leading up to this. You were just, you were just trying okay. to rope me into this. That's the whole reason you wanted to catch up. Anyway, we're we're getting uh, a little off track here, but yeah, like this is the new, just is just the new version well, of that. No, it's that's yeah, not. It's, it's like, not instead off track. of marrying the Nigerian royalty, you become the Nigerian royalty. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what it, I mean. This is this is the new version of that side, right? Like it's. Yeah. No. No. This. This. And and again, it's like it's like. The, there, there is a concept of NFTs out there that that works. You know, there is a concept out there, just as there's a concept out there that of cryptocurrencies that work. You know, Bitcoin works. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ethereum works. You know, pretty well. But you, you know, might other, as well. Other yeah. coins, other coins work. What doesn't work are these scam things. It's like so. There's that one. Um, 
Yeah, one uh, British YouTuber. He's been. He did the. He invested two um, thousand, or was it ten thousand? Uh, it was two thousand or ten thousand dollars into like as many bitcoins as he could. He he just bought like a, a small amount of them, and then he just he just kept track of it, and he just showed how much those coins were making, and like three percent of them were making money. Everything else was losing money, and so yeah. Is Bitcoin a scam? Three well, percent of the time, no, it's not. Like when there was, is is Bitcoin itself uh, a, a scam? No, because it's at the point now where it's not. Well, I mean, it, it was never really because of the way that they set it up. It actually has a limited quantity. Things like Dogecoin, I believe it's Dogecoin. Don't quote me on that. I'm just going off of what I think. Dogecoin and some of the other coins that are out there. There's a handful of other coins that are out there. And um, they, um, not a hand, like a lot of them, a lot of these other coins, you can print an infinite number of them. So somebody can be holding on to 12 trillion and they've cornered the market and they bought 12 trillion of the coins and they're like, I have made it. I am forever going to be at the top of the hill. And then their person who's printing the brick coins says, announces that they've printed another 100 trillion coins. What does that do? That devalues the guy with the 12 trillion coins. Like, does blockchain work? Yes, blockchain works. Can you use it for bad things? Yes, you can use it for bad things. Is medicine a bad thing? No. When it's snake oil and somebody's promising that it'll cure cancer and put hair back on your head and do all these other things, then yes, it's it's a bad thing, you know, because it's not medicine. You know, are there, are there, you know, I don't want to get into that kind of stuff, but it's like, it's like, yes, there's good things about crypto coins, Doge, uh, crypto coins, um, NFTs, uh, blockchain technology. Yes. There's lots of good things about all of those things, but the, the NFTs that we're seeing that are making up these scams are scams because there's no limit on the, the only person who's making money is the person who's, who's selling it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's the only person who's who's really making money. And, uh, and then yeah, they're, they're... but you've got situations like this where it's an obvious scam. But then you've got situations uh, like what some other companies in the gaming industry are getting into, where I mean, might not be right to call it a scam, but it's definitely just kind of a kind of a cash grab situation where they want to they want to attribute they want to inflate the value of some digital asset, say some some cosmetic you can get in a Ubisoft game by attaching it to an NFT and saying, okay, this somehow makes it unique, even though it's exactly the same as that other helmet, but it has a different number on it. And you're not, you know, I just figured, I just figured out how to, um, how to protect the consumers and how to allow NFTs and blockchain stuff into uh, circulation. I just figured it out. I just figured it out. It just this just hit me like a lightning rod. So these companies want to introduce NFTs, right? They want to introduce skins and other stuff like that, and they want to have these uh, these these token thingies. Um, now I know this kind of goes across against the whole non-refundable, but I think that if a company is going to say, "Hey, we're going to start offering these NFTs that you can buy," that the company who's selling them has to guarantee has to guarantee that they will buy back any F- NFT that is sold to them 
or sold by them, they will have to buy those back at 150% the cost that they sold it to somebody else, sold it originally as. So that way, they're not going to print an an unending number of them because they would only be printing themselves debt. Instead, what they would do is they would literally only create a thousand of one thing, and then they would sell that one thousand of one thing that would actually be scarce to the point where it would drive the cost of them up to at least two times the original amount. And then the 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 just like actual collector's items, it would actually have a collector item worth of something because the company would would do its darndest to make sure that those things never fall below a value because then all those they would have to buy them back so if your your nft crashes and you've got ten thousand uh csgo skins you can go to the company and say yeah look i'm i'm selling you back my ten thousand nf or my ten thousand uh uh tokens so you you now owe me like you know 20 million dollars because i bought them at 10 million so now you owe me this much back it's like that would be a way that you could fix this you would force the companies to maintain scarcity on these items, permanent scarcity, because if they didn't, at some point, they would have to buy them all back for more than it costs them to sell them. Okay. So that right. would, of course, that you'd work. have people gaming that. Like you'd have people just buying it and selling it right back for a nice fifty. No, no, no. You, you, well, no, because you'd you'd have to you'd have to sell them at at a point. Now there'd be a there'd be a point where like you couldn't just return them. It'd be like, you know, in like one month time or two months time or three months time or something like that. You'd have to, you'd be forced to be buy them back at that point. I think, I think that's, I think that's the only way to make this thing work. Well, in any case, they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not going <laughs> to do that because, because they have, they don't have trust in this stuff. If they, if they're offering to sell you something that they know that, so it's not a consumable item, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, it's not like a hamburger. Five minutes after you buy the hamburger, it's in your stomach or 20 minutes if you're a slow eater. You know, um, if it's, it's, as soon as it's gone, uh, you know, you know, it's consumed, then, then it's not, you know, like movie tickets. Movie tickets are, are only valuable when the movie is like new and then they become less valuable over time until, you know, unless you can sell that copy again. It's like that's how that kind of stuff works. But if they're forced to guarantee worth on some level or another, then I mean, it, it would behoove them to not sell that and to to constantly like keep um, keep that open. Anyways, I got to take a quick break. So, right. Either way, also kind of sounds like there are people who are capitalizing on people's ignorance of what NFTs actually are, because like you know, not everybody keeps up on, on this sort of thing. It feels like it's kind of like a buzzword. At this point, especially for like the people that uh, this crypto land seems to be targeting at, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a big problem. That's a, I think because that... like it almost sounds like another like uh, kind of a Bitcoin or whatever kind of word almost because it's like you know Bitcoin, well, yeah. Dogecoin, it's... NFT, not that far of a leap. It it's sounds like a on, weird yeah. So it's built on the same technology, but it is it's it's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. It is so they they confuse uh, a, an NFT, the non fungible token, with something that has inherent value. And I mean, you know, a Bitcoin doesn't have inherent value either. Everything, all of these things, just have assigned value. I mean, there's an agreed value of what these are worth, right? 
like a stock right, or a, even like paper money, anything else, a diamond. Mm -hmm. It only has the value that we assign to it. It only has th value to the point that people want that thing. Mm -hmm. people it needs want... to have certain limits. Right. Now, you know, bitcoins can be used like money, so they have value in that sense. Uh, you know, it's a mm -hmm. store of value, so we don't have to, I mean, the, the whole reason money was invented was so we don't have to haul 12 chickens and four pigs down to the market to buy a loaf of bread, <laughs> right? So, but NFTs, th I mean, they don't have any inherent value. The value is in the connection of that thing to some other thing, but I think people are really misunderstanding that, uh, what that means. Like, you buy an yeah. NFT of this script like the first copy of this script that the guy written they buy the nft and then they think they own the, the intellectual property it's like that's is... not how that works guys yeah <laughs> like the nft is what sets that specific file like specially by itself it doesn't reach out to the broader brand in that sort of sense right yeah exactly but this is that's why I brought this up when when Ubisoft was starting to talk about this stuff. It's like, well, that helmet that you buy, that's that uh, cosmetic that you that you buy as an NFT. What the hell's going on over there? Um, <laughs> that that cosmetic that you buy for you know your for this one game, it's only valuable in that game. You know, unless they implement some kind of a system in which you can trans transport that to another game so you can wear your military helmet in Assassin's Creed, which would be kind of silly. But, I mean, really, it, it's only valuable in that game. As soon as nobody, nobody's playing that game anymore, it has no worth anymore, and your investment on that NFT is just gone. There's nothing you can do. There's mm -hmm. absolutely nothing you can do unless you can sell it back to the company at, uh, like, as Cybe proposed there unless you're guaranteed to sell back to the company at 150 percent of what you bought it for or even 100 percent of what you bought it for which is never going to happen they're never going to do that no. because they know you know they know mm -hmm. <laughs> but ai or not ai sorry ix had a an interesting idea uh you know what if we used nfts to as as proof of of game ownership or game license ownership uh, something hmm. useful like that. So let's say I lose my Steam library, but I've got an NFT that proves I own Skyrim. You know, I can mm -hmm. go, I I can go to Bethesda and be like, "Hey, I own this game. Can I please have a copy?" You know, I lost my other copy because of you know whatever, forgot my Steam password or someone hacked it and whatever. You know, but you know, it seems like this could be used potentially. Um, you know, just spitballing here, but it could be used for useful things. Yeah, that could be a practical application of it. But, yeah, but what, so what's the point of, and again, like, to buy a place, in, and the, here's the other thing, you don't need NFTs or blockchain technology to do any of the things that I have seen people using NFTs for. Uh, with the exception of like maybe with digital art and you know digital assets and stuff like that, proof of ownership, maybe you know the, the maybe the NFT is the best option there. But like as far as cosmetics in games or even unique cosmetics in a video game, you don't need the blockchain for that. You don't need a token on the blockchain assigned to it to prove ownership. 
Yeah, especially have- if there's like so many multiple copies of something that looks pretty much exactly the same. Like Funky in the chat says, like, I assign no value to a helmet in COD. Right. But yeah, even as, as Funky points out here that, you know, NFT as proof of ownership is not needed. Look at Steam or your Xbox account or Nintendo account. Right. But I'm just saying, like, if, if we wanted some external validation of, you know, I own this game or say I want to go from Steam to GOG or, you know, I don't know. I'm I've, Obviously, this is some fictional scenario that I'm just spitballing here. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe... There might be practical use for NFTs. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been shown one yet where it's like, well, this shows me why an NFT is needed as opposed to some other system that already exists. So that's my thoughts on that. don't know if Cybe's back yet, but we do have to wrap up here. We've been going for 90 minutes, and uh, those kids aren't going to pick themselves up from school. So, uh, okay. unfortunately, we have to wrap it up here. It's been a very interesting conversation today, and I thank you, everybody, so much for sticking with us. Thank you for being with us on our return episode of the Augmented Reality Podcast. Please do slam that like button. It likes it rough, but if you want to tap it gently, I mean, it appreciates that, too. It really does appreciate that. And if you hated the show today, um, make sure you hit the double dislike button, which is the one where the thumb is pointing up. That's the double dislike button to really show us you don't like us. And um, obviously subscribe over here and on the Triple S League channel, as well as checking out our uh, Discord server. Great community happening there where we can keep these conversations going if you're interested in it. Lots of people willing to talk about lots of stuff over there. And uh, really appreciate all of you who have joined. You know, join up, say hi to us in the welcome channel. Uh, Thank you, everybody, saying they really enjoyed the show today in the live chat. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We're glad to be back with this. Thanks for bearing with us as we kind of uh, dealt with some logistical things and some other other deadlines that we had to hit with other projects. But um, it's really fun to be back doing this show, having a conversation with uh, Cyb and Moon again. So I'm looking forward to doing this weekly and uh, hopefully continue doing it live. Again, work schedules, because we don't do this full time, unfortunately. Not yet. Uh, hopefully someday. But uh, yeah, we, we do have our day jobs too. So uh, hopefully... Hopefully there won't be too much complication. We'll be able to keep a consistent schedule for a while yet. That's my hope. But we like to just be open with you about what's going on with us. So I uh, hope you appreciate that as well. And thank you to our big damn heroes and our channel members, uh, you know, our Patreon supporters and all those folks who who uh, who contribute to us financially in that in that way. Really appreciate you and feel undeserving most of the time. Well, all of the time of your support, but I uh, really appreciate all of you. You've seen their names glittering in gold at the top of the screen throughout the podcast today. So uh, appreciate those folks very much. And uh, that, with that, we'll just wrap it up here. So thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you again uh, very soon. <laughs>